you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. So good morning, football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are also live in New York City. It's Wednesday, October 12th. I'm Jamie Erdahl with my friends here, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty. What's going on, guys? Wednesday, midweek, mm-hmm. looking ahead to an incredible slate of games. The list is endless. I love it. But let's start off with some news. Ian Rapport is joining us now, our NFL Network insider. Huge game Sunday night between the Cowboys and the Eagles. What is the latest with that thumb we care so much about on Dak Prescott? Yeah, it's been week five of Dak Watch, and it seems we've been doing this every week, every day, because what everyone wants to know is when is Dak Prescott going to play? And he's going to uh, go out to the practice field today. It is Wednesday, the first uh, practice day of the week, and he's going to test it. And as Jerry Jones said on the radio, really it's about can Dak spin it? And what Jerry means is can he throw the football like a regular person? Can he grip it? Can he protect himself if someone hits it out of his hands? Can he grab it? We've seen him practice holding a football. We've seen him on the practice field holding a football. We haven't actually seen him practice. My understanding, and something I talked about on Sunday, is it's a little bit of a long shot for Dak to be out there on the field this week against the Eagles. Next week, much more realistic. However, if he's had some serious gains the last couple days, if he can go out and throw regular today on Wednesday, perhaps he can play. But a lot is going to be told by how much he participates in practice. Absolutely. We haven't seen or heard anything of the sort, so this would be a huge development if he was out there on Wednesday, but obviously the Cowboys have handled their business just fine. Ian Rappaport, thank you. We'll talk to you in a little bit. As we mentioned, the Cowboys head to Philly on a roll with Cooper Rush on our center, the name you never thought you would be thinking about come mid-October with the Cowboys, but here we are. They are 4-0 with him as the starter this year. They are going up against the only remaining undefeated team in the league, the Philadelphia Eagles. How do the Cowboys keep their win streak going against Philadelphia on Sunday night, Jack? OJ. 
It's easy. You don't have to make easy. it more complicated. I'm not saying it's the easy to win easy. the game. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's simple. It's simple the way that they have to try to do it. Hand the ball off to the running backs. That's the formula that they figured out that works for them. I want to show you guys the amount of handoffs they've had in the first game compared to the rest of them. But it's Ezekiel Elliott and it's Tony Pollard. Those are the guys that are going to get it done for them. They've been running the heck out of the ball. The first game, 18 rushing attempts. They lost the game. We know Dak was there. They're playing Tampa. They're throwing the ball a lot more because Dak was there and he was their quarterback. Cooper Rush takes over, and he's played great. He's managed the game. He's done what he's supposed to do. But you see the amount of times they're handing the ball off. And Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, their running back coach Skip Pete said, it's like having a sledgehammer to start it off. Just boom, boom, boom. You're handing it off. Zeke is lowering that big old helmet, mm-hmm. and then you come in with the sword. And that's Tony Pollard. And he's slicing, he's dicing. He's picking up the 40, 50-yard big gains, touchdown runs. The explosive plays that you see right here versus the Rams this past week is going to be on the backs of those two running backs, and they have to get it done in order to, in order for them to take down the Philadelphia Eagles. The, the sledge and the sword, right? Sledge and the sword. The handle of the sword is Cooper Rush. That's my guy. M- Mr. Dallas Cowboys, Mr. America's team. Keep doing you, Coop. You can let the owners sit over there and talk about spinning the ball and grip strength and blah, 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 blah. We'll see what next week's phrase is. If Cooper Rush goes and beats the Eagles, we have a sensation. He has not thrown an interception this year. He has not thrown an interception going back to last year. Just keep on doing it. It's fine. One of their best offensive players, guys, is Micah Parsons. <laughs> That's Just make sure he can affect the game. Now, last week against the Rams, they got that scoop and score early. It felt like the game was over because their defense is so good and the running game is so good. We're going to take a little bit more to beat this Eagles team. It's not just going to be one defensive touchdown, then handoff. Cooper's going to have to make some throws. But lost in this Cooper Rush, no interception, manage the game thing is this idea that he can actually make some throws. C.D. Lamb's had some really nice moments, some really, like, uh, on the same page, chemistry-type moments. Cooper Rush, keep doing you. I've been tracking this, and I have a theory that Jerry Jones has a new phrase every week with which to put a wet blanket on the DAC thing. And last week, it was all about grip the ball. I'm telling you, I listened to a 20-second radio clip of him yesterday in which he said, spin the ball 36 times. Mm -hmm. We've been listening to Jerry Jones talk our entire life. I've never heard Jerry Jones say spin the ball once. And now it's it's this elastic phrase with which to bend the story how you see fit. If Cooper Rush falls on his face against the Eagles, it's DAC time and let's go and God Mm -hmm. bless him. Cooper Rush throws two touchdowns and they beat a 5-0 team and he hasn't lost in six weeks. Then we got something. And I think that the next phrase is coming next week to keep back on the sideline. With the amounts of run game we might see from both of these teams, the clock very well could move. The Eagles are well known for running the ball. They uh, led the league last year in rushing. The Cowboys defense right now is ranked third in the NFL. I'm sorry, but you have to be better than the third-ranked defense against this Eagles offense. And it's not that they're outlandishly potent day in and day out. But they do lead the league in explosive plays. The Philadelphia Eagles do. Jalen Hurts has been off the charts good within his own game, which is exactly what the Eagles need to be. Now, I know, Peter, you're going to speak to one particular player on this Cowboys defense, but as a whole, their run game still only, their run defense, excuse me, still only ranks 19th in the NFL, which means the back end of the defense has played that much better to put them at the third-ranked defense. But Cowboys defense, they got to hold that run. If Jason says it's as important for the Cowboys to run, you know the Eagles Mm -hmm. are going to, and that's where the Cowboys defense needs to step up. Yeah, and the defense is led by number 11. And that guy is going to be on Sunday Night Football with all eyes watching him, and he is going to look to do what he has done all season long, and that is absolutely blow up the offense's efficient game plan. Um, he's amazing. What he did against the Rams is just a microscope, a microcosm of what he's done all season and truly his whole career. What do we know? Micah Parsons leads the NFL with sacks. 
He leads the NFL in 24 quarterback pressures, and he's the only player in the entire NFL, top three in sacks, tackles for a loss, quarterback hits. You go down the list, he's already had three different multi-sack games. Reggie White has the record with eight in a season. We're five weeks through the season, he's got Three. Eight multi-sack games with the Reggie White single-scene record. Yes, he's got three. He's got three. <laughs> <laughs> Let's awesome. go. And, and look at the Eagles, and they pride themselves on that Jeff Stoutland offensive line, mm-hmm. and they're so good, and like Lane Johnson's so good, and Kelsey's so good. If Maialata's not in, mm-hmm. all your plans of running the football and all your plans of doing this dynamic stuff with the run-pass option can be blown up because number 11 is a unicorn. Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in football. That is hands down right now. That includes Aaron Donald and TJ Watt and the rest. And when he gets out there on Sunday night with those Bright lights on in Philly, mm-hmm. his home state. I have no doubt that Micah Parsons Oof. is going to look to blow up this entire thing. You're going to have a Heisman gonna, moment? He's going to have a Heisman moment. And you know what? It's like a defensive player of the year. I'll go one step further. Go on. You dominate this game like okay, this. Okay, where like, you going? Like, you start seeing Micah's name in that conversation, and there's three letters, and that's MVP. MVP. Okay. If he does it mm-hmm. on national TV against an undefeated Eagles team and absolutely dominates, mm-hmm. why not? He has mm-hmm. been the best player in football this mm-hmm. season. Absolutely. Wow. Awesome. I think if this game were played in Dallas, it would be a little different, but I think you're going to see a lot of Philadelphia Eagles fans with their shirts off, like we saw our friend yeah. Rob. Dumpy with the, with the yes. yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be awesome. Sunday night football is gonna be a beautiful thing. Monday night football was also a fantastic game to watch, but there was some extracurriculars after the game that we're still keeping an eye on. Ian Rappaport is joining us once again as we saw Devontae Adams shove a photographer after the Raiders loss on Monday night football. What is the latest with that situation? Yeah, Devontae Adams is facing discipline from the NFL for his actions. We will see if it ends up being a fine, a, a normal uh, disciplinary action for several players, which happens, you know, many times a week, or if it's a suspension, which sounds like is possible, which happens rarely. And of course, Devonte Adams, you've seen the clip a million times from various angles. He's coming off the field after a tough, tough loss. Him and Hunter Renfro ran into each other after Renfro ran the wrong route. He's coming off the field. He is in the visitor's exit, credentialed member of the media, walks into him, Devontae Adams, shoves this person to the ground, apologizes right after the game to reporters, apologizes later on Twitter. This credentialed member of the media, a freelance member, I believe, ended up filing a report with Kansas City Police. The Raiders and Josh McDaniels specifically have supported Devontae Adams as a person, but we will see what ends up being the outcome of this. The Raiders are on the bye, so there's not a lot of urgency for the NFL to make this decision right now, but certainly we are watching and waiting to see what they will decide. Ian Rappaport, thank you very much. Time for Whiteboard Wednesday. Peter said, this was awesome. Peter said on Monday that Jets <laughs> lineman Elijah Vera Tucker is playing at an all-pro level. They already have Quinn and Williams, so it's fantastic that Elijah Vera Tucker is playing to that quality already. But the player we get to pick now that's been the most pleasant surprise a quarter of the way through the season is, Peter, do you, you don't get to go Elijah Vera Tucker again. You have to pick somebody new. Okay, okay. Why, don't I, why don't I stay with his, uh, his college, oh, USC, and go, oh, okay. go with one of his teammates. How about Talanoa Hufanga from San Francisco 49ers. This guy last year only started three games, and Jaquaski Tart goes into free agency, and a lot of people thought the Niners were going to break the bank on a safety. Bring in the Honey Badger, Marcus Williams. They stay in-house with their second-year guy, a fifth-round pick, Telenoa Hufanga. You know the story. He works out with Palomalo in the offseason. He's a USC guy, and his impact has been immediately felt. They have so many injuries already on that Niners defense. This guy's healthy. 
He's arguably the, the biggest breakout star in the NFL because of all the impact he's made. Telenoa Hufanga is my answer. The surprise player, for me at least, maybe the Niners knew, mm. is go, the guy who broke out this season. Yeah, for me, the surprise player is a guy we talked about in the offseason. Him and Drew Locke were going to be competing for who's going to be the starter. Here we go. And Geno Smith has been balling in. A lot of us in the media, we talked about, hey, what are they doing? Pete Carroll to trading Russell Wilson away. Pete Carroll's older. They're rebuilding. What is going on? And we've just watched Geno come in over 70% completion rate, has nine touchdowns with only two interceptions. PFF rates him the number one rated quarterback in the NFL right now. He's playing out of his mind, could possibly be the comeback player of the year after kind of what he's gone through throughout his career. Geno has been fun to watch. The place I was rehabbing at in South Florida, he was working out at. Nice. And you could just see him every day coming and grinding, not doing a lot of talking, keeping his head down and working, and you can see it's paying off this season. Mm. I'm going to hang with Peter in San Francisco, and I'm going to go with the quarterback that has said this season is turning into a Hollywood movie. He said that yesterday. I can't write the script any better for Jimmy Garoppolo oh, yeah. so far this season. It hasn't jumped off the page. It hasn't been like, oh, my God, he threw for 350 yards five games in a row. No, but he's winning. He's winning in it for a team that didn't want him three months ago. He's winning and leading a team that went with another guy last draft class. I mean, the script for this one, and he said it on a radio interview yesterday, is unbelievable. He's thrown five touchdowns. He's only thrown one pick. He's winning on the road. He's winning at home. The guys in the locker room love him. And a quarter of the way through the season, we never thought we would be seeing Jimmy Garoppolo playing for this reason. Trey Lance recovery, hopefully that's going well for him. But we thought maybe week six we'd be talking about, oh, Trey Lance, it's not great, so would they turn to Jimmy G? We've been seeing him since early this season, and he has handled his business like an absolute professional. Shout out Jimmy Garoppolo. He's had one of the most interesting football lives of this era. Seriously. Like an amazing thing. But you want to talk about winning. Let's go with the birds. Miles Sanders has yeah. been great this year for the Eagles. It's all Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. He has been excellent. And speaking of Peter said, I don't know if you watched the opening block of the show, but Peter said Micah Parsons is going to win an MVP, a Nobel, a BAFTA. Pulitzer. A Pulit Pulitzer he's going to yep. win too. This guy is going to try to have something to say about that this weekend. Miles Sanders, it is not just Jalen Hurts. That running game, the Eagles are a strange team where we talk about the offensive linemen yeah. more than the running backs behind them. And that's fine. And we love the linemen. We love those guys. Sanders has been great. He's been tough. He was always looked at as a second round pick. He's going to be Saquon. I don't know if he's Saquon. It doesn't matter. He's really good and the Eagles are undefeated. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, the Eagles uh, beat the Cardinals on Sunday, but before that game began, we saw Kyler Murray arrive in a, a spectacular yep. arrival outfit. I'll use that word. Uh, it was just, I described it as a green Power Ranger, but if you plugged him into the wall, uh, the person that we would most like to see rock this exact Kyler Murray uh -huh. lime green suit is. Okay. Before I reveal my answer, can I go back to the flight back from London from last mm. week for the winning team? Give me cousin. Cousins in the Kyler green suit because I want to put Cousins' face on the 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 Ann Taylor um, business casual slash ladies that lunch. But you know the whole deal. I think this is Ann Taylor's catching strays from Peter this week, and say, I'm not here for is it. it. Not Ann Taylor. Who would you say? I don't know. Let me think about it. It's more like Banana Republic meets uh, Banana Law Republic. Firm. Republic. Yeah, now, now Banana Republic has the suit. Now you're in our world. <laughs> they don't sell that color. This is my corner right no, here. No, I'm all for it. Oh, so because Ann Taylor. Because 
because Ann Taylor only sells women's clothes, that's why you're going with the Ann Taylor direction? It's the only a women's clothing store Peter can think of. I don't oh, think I saw that color at Ann Taylor. Yeah. Lane Bryant and Ann Taylor. Yeah. Lane Bryant is not Kirk's body type, right? No, right? definitely okay. not. I don't know. I, I'm not even going to comment on that. <laughs> no offense to either one the of them. The offense just... that they took to Banana Republic, uh, though. I, I, like, our our team. I ride with the Republic. <laughs> that, that, those are my guys and girls. <laughs> oh, that's my squad right there. Leave, leave them alone. Yes, you could go with Kirk Cousins. I got Banana on right now. <laughs> go ahead, Jay. Up in his swag, but why not just go with somebody that already has the swag? Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. We've oh. already talked about him. He's fashionable. He wears the nice stuff. Why not give him the electric green suit? He's somebody that can actually pull it off, throw the comb over up in the hair, put the green suit on, wear it to the derby, look good, hang out with the friends. Cliff Kingsbury, you can rock it. You'll look good in it. I, I feel like we have to make sure we, we hang with the kids. The, the graphic says lime green. It's neon green because that's what the Teen Vogue said in August, that okay. neon green uh, yeah, was becoming like the color of 2022. Mine is the guy who would ask, do you have this color in a hoodie? Bill Belichick in this, uh. in this outfit would be so special. If the hoodie fit under the suit coat, that would be cool too. But if he had to, he could cut the sleeves on the neon green suit, mm -hmm. and does it does it fit with the scowl? I don't know. We're seeing less scowl this season, more smiling Bill Belichick. Yeah. So all of a sudden, if he's going to go in an entirely different direction, go with the neon green suit, my friends. Go Bill Belichick in that suit. Belichick is on record as being yeah. a huge Halloween lover, and he's dressed yep. up before. So why not this year? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do bookend this. Peter started it. I'm just gonna do basically the same answer as you. Daniel Jones, get this thing on. It's time for you to make your entry into the uh, the Zach. They play the Raven Sunday at home. Can you imagine Daniel Jones unironically shows up in that? <laughs> just no comment. LLB. It was what was LLB is okay. J, J Crew, like okay. that's the J, J Crew. J Crew's my crew as well. Okay. But okay. like the banana folks. Oh my gosh. I'm literally wearing Banana Republic now. I was wearing it when I was 17. I, I, I'm, it's all it's for, for life. For Transcends the generation. Transcends the generation. Coming up, Ron Rivera. Never ending quarterback story there. Hey. He wants to turn around and tell me what he sees. Actually, he doesn't. Uh, he had some harsh words for his quarterback yesterday. He actually wanted to turn around and make up for them because he changed his tune. We'll hear from the commander's coach, close friend of the show, Ron Rivera. Shout out to Bastion, Anatreyu, and Falcor. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football. We all win when we go to Will Selden on the West mm-hmm. Coast. Carson Wentz, the Washington Commanders quarterback, uh, he actually has been limited in practice the past couple of days due to a shoulder issue. But head coach Ron Rivera saying that he doesn't expect that to be an issue at all when Washington takes on Chicago Thursday night. But another issue surrounding the Commanders was Rivera's comments about Wentz on Monday. Now, when asked why other NFC East teams are ahead in the division at this point, Rivera answered, quote, quarterback. Well, Tuesday, he apologized and said he meant the other QBs have more familiarity with their systems since they've been around longer. At the end of the day, I, I spoke to my team this morning. You know, we, we, I basically told them that I said some things that were misconstrued. I didn't present it properly, and that's on me. So I took accountability, told the guys that, you know, I should know better, and I had a bad day. So I figured, you know, I'm feeling better today. Let's move forward. Nothing for me that I'm overly concerned about. Coach is a very straightforward, upfront guy, and um, he addressed it in the team meeting, which I thought was really cool, and what he meant by it all. So I feel very confident in that. Well, staying on the topic of QBs, Russell Wilson receiving treatment on his injured throwing shoulder, but it doesn't look like it'll affect his status for Monday night's game against the Chargers. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett saying Tuesday that Wilson should be ready to play. Wilson has missed only three games during his career. Good Morning Football is presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. What's your beef? Never too early for Old Trapper, Peter. 24-7, you take it down. But uh, you have your own beef, Peter. It's something that grind in your gears over there. And what could it be? Yeah, I, there's, a, there's a take out there that, like, that the Rams, yeah. this is what you get for going all in for the chip last year. And you're going you're gonna to have to deal with this because of that. Got to pay the piper. You're going to pay the piper. Yeah. Um, I don't see it that way. I see the Rams having three losses to the best three defensive fronts in football, the Buffalo Bills, the Dallas Cowboys, and the San Francisco 49ers, and having a slew of injuries on the offensive line that were not the result of them going all in for a championship <laughs> last year. They still have Matthew Stafford, who's still healthy, whether or not he's playing to his top ability. Still have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey on the field. And guess what? They got the Carolina Panthers this week. Yep. The Rams, let's say they beat the Panthers, okay? They're 3-3. Three and three. They go on a bye week. Okay. They have the Niners the week after that. Say so they beat the, the Niners, who are decimated by injuries also. Mm-hmm. And the Rams are 4-3, and three, and they're in first place likely in the NFC West. And we're doing that at week 7 and week 8. This feeling that everyone has this, this like joy to watch the Rams failing because of them being so aggressive in the past. I just don't see this being a cause, a result of that cause. If this was the 98 Bulls going all in and the next year you got Pete Myers and, and some other players that you don't recognize and not Jordan and Pippen Tim on the court. Tim Floyd is the coach. Tim Floyd is the coach. <laughs> Iowa State 
say Cyclone. I get that. <laughs> this isn't that team. All the guys are still there for the most part. They've just been decimated by injuries. They're going to bounce back. This is not cause and effect. They went all in on guys last year, and Von Miller and Odell aren't there, but they don't not have talented players mm -hmm. this year because of that. Can I ask you, do you think they've got eight injuries on the offensive line? They got injured, and I hear you. Do you think some of that resentment or joy is coming from other teams and other yes. front offices? Yes. I do, right? And the media. Yeah, sure. The media. No one wanted that to work last year. There's a like, sense that, like, the, the dream Rams team doesn't work. Well, but I would argue this is well worth it. If you go all in and you win the Super Bowl, I... But it's not that. They did it, and they can still win this one. No question, but it's who not cares? It. We they won. Like, exactly right. But the point, point is, of the game. My point is that you don't have to make that argument that it's even worth True. it. The reason they're two and three is not because they went all yes. in last year. Yes. They've still brought most of the guys Bobby back. Wagner came in. Yes. Like, Alan Robinson. Those Alan are bad Robinson, signings. Yes. No, Wagner's <laughs> been good. Robinson hasn't been good, but it's not like they didn't have any money. And they, yeah. didn't do it. Like, they, they got everyone back. Mm -hmm. But just because they retained the guys doesn't mean that they did not go all in last year. Like, they did go all yes. in. Yes. But this feeling that, hey, they went all in and this is what you deal with. Now deal with the pain to me makes uh, no sense because I don't think that's related to this. Yeah. One of those other teams that resent them, just do what they did. Just do what they did and yeah. win the Super Bowl. Go ahead. I played it. so many years and I would, I've hoped and prayed the teams I was on. Mm -hmm. We were going all in to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's what you play for. That's what you train all offseason uh -huh. for. Every year, go all in. Try to win. They're going in this year. They're Great. trying to win. Great. That's awesome. So I have beef with the fact that there is now our first of who knows how many head coaching vacancies in sure. the league this mm -hmm. year. There's an open job in Carolina that will be filled in the offseason. I hate the names of the guys who are coordinators in particular who are having unbelievable seasons. And then all of a sudden, because they're having such a great season as a coordinator, their name pops up as the next head coaching candidate. I'm happy for him. Dan Quinn is the example that I'm using. But I hate it for the fan base like or for the Cowboys mm. defensive unit because here's your coach. Here is your guy that's leading you out on the field every week and who's doing a fantastic job. And I'm a huge Dan Quinn fan. I want whatever he wants. Like, if he wants to be a lifetime defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, go be it, Dan Quinn. If you want to become a head coach again, that's cool too. But I just kind of hate in week six on a really cool and exciting and a feel-good season for the Dallas Cowboys, you have to see Dan Quinn's name attached to the head coaching vacancy on a team that has really had a really hard last couple of years. Like, A, I don't wish that upon him right now and the success that he's having. But I just hate when it's like, oh, you guys are enjoying yourselves? Let me take away your coordinator that's kind of put you on the map. Mm -hmm. I hate that. But Does Jamie, he want to be a head coach again? Oh, yeah. Everybody does. I guess, Peter, that's why. They all do. When I was, oh, do they? When I was typing that in, I was like, or do you just want to be, like, the best coordinator? I wonder, did, did A.J. Terrell play for Dan Quinn? Maybe his rookie season. We'll DQ. find out. We can find out. We can find out right now. DQ. Because our next guest playing in his third season with the Atlanta Falcons, a guy who's from Atlanta, has become one of the best corners in the NFL. Welcome, friend of the show, A.J. Terrell. What's up, A.J.? Hey, I'm we, doing, we're doing, doing good. We're doing good. We got to touch upon this past week's game. You guys were going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You guys played them extremely tough on defense. Had a chance to win that game late. The rough in the passer call on Grady Jarrett. We saw a questionable one Monday night as well. How have you guys moved on? I know Wednesday's the beginning of the week. Have you had any closure to that penalty? Yeah, we have. You know, it was a crazy call, but, um, you know, we just got to move on, move forward with it. Just something we wish we could have back, but at the same time, we can't control that. Can't control what the ref's doing. So, you know, just got to move on with it.
Yeah, that's the game, right? And I think your coach oh, yeah. took the high road, and you guys seem to be working on it. You've gotten a reputation as one of the best young defensive backs in the entire sport. A title like that comes with a heavy workload, having to cover the team's best receiver week in and week out. How have you been handling that responsibility? And as a first-round pick and all that you've got going on, do you feel like you enjoy that burden and enjoy that responsibility? Definitely. Just, uh, you know, embracing the moment, going out and practice every day, and uh, just, you know, putting my best foot forward, going into each week accepting the challenge each week you know just having fun doing that you're a guy who went to school at clemson you're playing a guy who went to school at south carolina this week they're right now at the greenbrier in west virginia how are you getting ready for one debo samuel and what makes him so special like like i said just preparation but you know debo you know definitely a top receiver top you know player in the nfl um you know strong you know fast and however you want to say athletic you know he got it all you know just being able to Get in the uh, film room and just, you know, prepare for him and be ready on Sunday is the, uh, the main thing. Yeah, he's tough to bring down, dude. I, th I think Jalen Ramsey's still trying to tackle him in the secondary somewhere, but that's a different team. We'll talk about you guys. You guys have a very talented wide receiver yourself, and you saw it. Drake London looks great. This rookie wide out, he's, he looks cool. Pound for pound, he's got, like, a, the coolest name you could have, Drake London. You right. go against him every day in practice. What makes this rook special? Like you said, all those things you just said, all the intangibles and uh, him being able to go against me in practice is the is something big for both of us, just being able to compete and um, just see him build chemistry with, uh, with with Mariota and, you know, be an asset to the to the offense and, you know, put the ball in his hands. He make explosive plays and, you know, he growing each week, just putting his best foot forward as well. So um, he got a bright future ahead of him. There may have been doubt, AJ, about this team or this division going into the season, but your head coach, your team, has very much fought against that narrative. The NFC South is still up for grabs at this point. What's that feeling like in the locker room to know that it is yours for the taking and someone else can't take it from you? Feel good, you know, just going in each week, trying to go 1-0 and each week. That's the main thing, and just pre uh, preparing the right way and uh, just attacking each day in practice and winning the winning the games that's up next and uh, just taking it one game at a time. It's, it's tight in the division, but it's still early in the season and things can go a lot of ways, so we just taking it as it comes right now. I love that. I was around Arthur Smith when he was a quality control coach in Tennessee, and I know he knows how to grind, and he, know, he knows what it's all about. And we've seen him get fiery and, and kind of show that emotion. What has it been like having him as a head coach and just being able to bounce back from tough losses and then also being able to carry on success from week to week? Being able to just look at games and, you know, be better the next week, whether it be, a, you know, a win or a loss, just being able to flip the page and focus on what's next. You know, he preached that a lot, just being able to rest things to bed, no matter how it's turned out at the end of the game. You know, he brings energy out in practice, and, you know, he just preaches greatness daily in practice and, you know, in, inside in team meetings and things like that. So we got a good leader in front of us, too. I love that. Now, AJ, you're a hometown kid. Playing in yep. Atlanta, you guys have announced that you're rocking the throwback mm. uniforms and the new alternate yeah. red yeah. helmet. What does that mean to you? How Yo. excited? I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. How fired up for you to put those on? Really white shoes. This one right here, this is tough now. I ain't never wore the red helmet, but, you know, it put a smile on my face, you know, just looking at it again. Yeah. You look good, you play good, so it's definitely what, what we're finna do right here. That's it. Like, Dion was wearing that, and it was on a baseball field, yeah. Fulton County Stadium, and he was, yeah. it was those young Falcons teams, and of course, they would eventually change to the black uniforms. When you're a player, and you get those new kits, and those new uniforms, and the new field, do you elevate your game? Like, honestly, I think it's so cool seeing these helmets, but what's it do for the player to see that? Do a lot, you know, being able to walk in the locker room and just 
and see it hung up in your locker and then, you know, just being able to put it on, you know, it's a limited helmet, so limited uniform, matter of fact. So it's just something that we all look forward to putting on, being able to go out there and rock. Mm. And bring a dub. He looks it. like a kid getting his first Nintendo. Right? You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> Christmas. Kyle just said it. You look like you just got a great Christmas gift. Like, hey, you got you got the Nintendo. Enjoy it. <laughs> Your Clemson Tigers, they had a step back. Now they're all of a sudden undefeated and they're six and oh. Do you like their chances on the big stage this season? I know that we've got Georgia and Bama down there, but for a while there, Dabo had you boys going. Clemson, can we keep them in the same conversation as the likes when you were there? Come on, man. Always. They got the right, they got the best man that, you know, leading them, Dabo Sweeney. So never can't count us out. You know, they try, they always try to do that back then. You can't do it, man. You got to respect the six and oh, you got to respect mm-hmm. Clemson as a whole. So uh, we, you know, we compete with the best year in, year out with Alabama, Georgia, and, and so on with everybody else. So can't count us out for sure. When's Dabo coming up to the big leagues here yeah. play on Coach on Sundays? You think he'll ever do that? I'm serious. Would he ever come to the NFL? Uh, I don't know. He got something going over there. I don't think he'll, he'll move down. Mm. <laughs> Smart. That's Matt Rule. It's not easy. Thanks for sure. AJ, appreciate you, man. Keep doing your thing. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. You got it, man. Dirty birds. Fired up for those. Uh, did they, did they send us any? I feel like we would love to rock some of those. This is red. that moment, Peter, we usually look to you. I don't yeah. have yeah. them. I feel like I would love to give you, like, here is your Tyler Algier red jersey. I love a Tyler oh, Algier. Yeah, I don't have it, though. <laughs> Avery Williams. Here's your Avery Williams. Williams. We were going to bring a, a Grady Jarrett, but they flagged it. They can't, <laughs> can't it. do it. Not allowed <laughs> to do it. Did you know, the uniforms were here, and, and they the said, no nope. flag, we can't wear Brady's agent actually called and said, don't give him the Brady took care of it. Don't do it. Yeah, good don't job. That's a 1 o'clock game on Fox on Sunday. They are hosting the San Francisco 49ers. But more good morning football coming your way. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. week six. It's an arrowhead. Yeah. What will be the deciding factor we have all picked? You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. wonderful show we're happy to have you it's called good morning football we are presented by old trapper beef jerky we're live in new york city it's wednesday october 12th i'm jamie erdahl that's a jam and kyle brandt peter schrager and a super bowl champion to my left jason mccourty mm-hmm. there is a huge matchup speaking of this this sunday afternoon smack dab in the middle of this great country it features two electric quarterbacks josh allen patrick mahomes Josh, on a Tuesday, though, spends his time hanging out in our friend's basement. Let's hear about that conversation yesterday. Mm. It sounds less weird than it is. <laughs> when you grew up, it was Peyton and Brady. When I grew up, it was Young and Aikman. For kids now, it's becoming Allen and Mahomes. Like, these are the ones that they want to see play each other. You're part of that. It's such, a, it's such a weird feeling, and I don't really take steps back and look at it from that lens too often. But to know, like, as a kid, like, I remember watching Peyton and, and, and Tom and then Tom and Aaron. And to know that, like, people regard me in that type of situation, it is, it's it's surreal. We're talking about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, two of the best to ever do it. It's Bills, it's Chiefs. What will be the deciding factor in this game in Kansas City on Sunday afternoon? There's so many of them. It's yeah. so good. It's just so fun. You know, the other thing that, that Allen said, he said, I, I saw a promo on Twitter that someone retweeted, and it was just like Patrick and me, and it was like, I, it was surreal for me. I can't believe that that's me, and that's what my life has become. It's just like, it was kind of cool. And yet, at the same time, one of the biggest reactions he had in the whole conversation was I was saying, what is it about this Chiefs team that is so good at coming from behind? Like, if they're so good, to, it's so hard to put away because we we're just coming off the Raiders game and he goes honestly like he's like Kelsey Kelsey's so good and he talks about Patrick a lot but Kelsey and I'll talk about Kelsey too I honestly don't think the Chiefs can win this game if Kelsey's not a big factor he's just so good and the Bills are so loaded that I, I respect everything that's going on with Clyde and Juju and all that it's got to be Kelsey because if you look at even recently what Kelsey has done against the Bills as we're seeing we did in the playoff game God, he has dominated them. Bring it up. This is Kelsey in the last four games against the Bills. Just walk through it with me. 65, wow. two touchdowns, 118th. Last four games, Kelsey, 32 catches and six touchdowns against the Bills. This is it. And so this is when you look to your Milanos and your Poyers and all these guys who don't get talked about nearly enough on the Bills' defense. I think Allen's going to be spectacular. I think Mahomes is going to be spectacular. Kelsey is the killer. And now Tyreek's gone, Kelsey's really the killer. I do not think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the Buffalo Bills because Juju has nine catches for two touchdowns. I just don't. I think it's got to be Kelsey, and I think the Bills know it. The league could not have scripted this matchup coming at the right time better. Honestly, they're both 4-1. and one. They both got Mahomes and Allen playing at their peak powers, and they're both uh, you know, coming off in the last couple of weeks 17-point comebacks. You know, The Chiefs did it on Monday night, yeah. and of course the Bills it's did true. it against the Ravens. Like, they're showing all of the things that they can do, and both defenses have played well. I look at this game, though, and, and I don't see a version of it where the Bills receivers don't have a day. And to me, it's like this Bills receiving core has stepped up and, and done it in so many different ways that I don't know if the Chiefs defensive backfield can handle this. And I like what Jalen Watson's doing as a rookie corner. And I think Fenton has had moments. But Legereus needing the boy. Like, this is a, a Bills receiving crew that has now 12 receiving touchdowns through four five games. That's the most in the league, and it's Diggs, and it's Davis, and last week it was Khalil Shakir, a rookie out of Boise who has this other, like, like, and we don't know if McKenzie's out there or if Crowder's out there. 
This Bills team, as much as they're a cold weather team, they throw the lights out of it and they have big playability and they can do this with the drop of a hat. You know, I'm happy that the Chiefs beat the Raiders going into this one because I think we'd be doing a, a, a real disservice to the Chiefs if they lose to the Bills and suddenly it's the Chiefs are three and three. What's wrong with Kansas City? And we go down mm -hmm. that. Beating the Raiders, if they lose to the Bills, they're four and two. They're still the AFC West class of the division. Mm -hmm. That was a huge victory against the Raiders because honestly, it's only Wednesday and I am such a fan of what they've built in Kansas City. I'm looking at how their defense could not stop Devontae Adams in the big play and mm -hmm. how their defense yeah. struggles no. against the pass in certain games. Diggs, Davis, and now Shakir, those outside weapons for the Bills, those could be the deciding factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we watched Mike Williams from the Chargers. Just that, destroy them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. doing yeah. the same thing. And like you said, these two offenses, Mahomes, Josh Allen, they're going to make plays. And the Bills are going to make big plays down the field. They did it last year when they played against them. They've done it this year throughout their season. So for me, when you look at the deciding factor, it's not going to be on the offensive side of the ball. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills defense. They're only allowing 12 points per <laughs> game. Number one in the NFL. And then obviously Kansas City on the other side. Number one is scoring. So one of them have to break. And when you look at their matchup last year, there were only turnovers in one of those games. The second game, that overtime game, wall-to-wall, -wall, Mahomes and Josh Allen didn't make a mistake. But that first game, the Buffalo Bills defense had three turnovers, had two interceptions. Those are the only turnovers, and that was one where Buffalo were able to win the game, held Kansas City to only 20 points in that game. So when you look at what the difference is going to be and how one of these teams can become victorious, it's going to be up to that Buffalo Bills defense to step up, force some turnovers, because... Kansas City hasn't really shown the ability without Tyreek Hill to just make explosive play after explosive play. So they're going to have to drive the ball down the field, which will give the Buffalo Bills defense an opportunity to create takeaways. Both of what you just said plays into what I was thinking about this game, which is if they take the ball away, it interrupts long drives. A lot of those outside weapons for the Bills creates those explosive plays that you were talking about. Here's the thing about this game is that I want some of those 98-yard touchdowns. I do. But it's not who has the ball last in this game. It's who has the ball longest because if you just keep giving the ball to the other quarterback, he's going to go down and score, and then he's going to go down and score. Here's what we're looking at in terms of touchdown drives for the Bills. When it lasts only one to three plays, the Bills have scored five times this season. Chiefs just one time. But 10-plus plays, the Chiefs are able to score a little bit more, but you need a lot more of those 10-plus play drives in a game like this just because it'll be – I think three times since the year 2000, a collective score has been over 100 points. Like, it could turn into one of those, like, 53-47 games. Like, are you kidding me? Patrick Mahomes, this is really cool, has played 79 career games. Two times in his career has he lost a game when he has held the ball longer, mm. which is incredible. The one time was that the Chiefs gave up the ball four times, and the other time was Joe Burrow. He scored four touchdowns on him. So, mm. if they hold the ball longer, the Chiefs are fantastic and they will be due to win this game but you just I want to see it I want to see a high scoring game but if somebody wants to win hold on to the ball dink and dunk a little bit down the field blow through a whole quarter all of a sudden the other guy doesn't have a don't, chance don't to you score feel like this game's always played an arrowhead also like why is it never in buffalo no no it's two regular seasons in a row they've been there yeah and yeah. the playoff games and the playoffs, yeah. yeah but that's the schedule decides that's the regular four in a row. season that's interesting yeah pittsburgh can they salvage what's left of their season i can't believe we're having this conversation but if anybody could inspire us, it would be the great Ryan Shazier joins us next with his take. Let's go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.